friends for Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Adol. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Good, good. Have you got a beer? A beer lined up, ready to go? Yeah, I do have a beer. Good, okay. What are you going to drink? I don't have much to say, but I do have a beer. Oh, okay, fair, fair. <laughs> do you mean in general, on games, on the beer itself? Ah, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of wiped, um, probably in general. <laughs> He's like just ran at you for 30 minutes or so. Um, what are you going to drink? Have you cracked it open already? No, I haven't. It okay. is Ooh. the Colonel uh, Export India Porter. Nice. It is a 5.8% uh, bottle conditioned hot mosaic. Purely mosaic. But uh, I was really interested. I don't know if I, I've never had it. I don't think I've had an Export India Porter. Hmm. Just trying to think. Definitely an Export Porter. Yeah. What is the India... Mean. I'm assuming it's like the India for India Pale Ale, given that it had in big bold letters a mosaic hops. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was one of those, I trust Colonel, and mm. what is this? This seems like something to figure out live on the internet. <laughs> uh, what size is that bottle? Uh, give me one sec. It looks bigger than a 330. Yeah, it is a 500. Okay, nice. Nice, solid. Brilliant. I don't think I've had a Colonel for... And look, see, this is what happens when I um, when I try and answer a question, <laughs> give myself like what, two and a half fingers ahead. Yep, all three. the froth, all the froth. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. it for a bit. Um, what was the percentage? Uh, five point eight. Cool. Uh, oh, I'm uh, I'm stepping it up one whole percent to a six point eight uh, percent beer. Ooh. I'm drinking uh, Cosmic Dance, Cosmic Dance. If you're Common like me, uh, from Two Flints, who are a brewery I've never um, had before. Um, this is a hmm, Nipah. Where are they from? Um, they are from. I don't know, it doesn't give me a town. Um, mm, PO18. I don't know where that is. Um, oh, uh, um, brewed and packaged at Little Monster Brewing. I think Little Monster Brewing are like Surrey Way. They're southeast, I think. Maybe. Or am I thinking of someone else down that way? Mm. It I looks like know. they're in Chichester. Little answer. Southeast-ish, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait. Interested. Oh. Uh, founded by award-winning brewer who has had a passion for local craft beer since he was introduced to it when traveling in Canada back in 2000. Oh. Apparently he was drinking amazing Montreal craft beer. Fair enough. And then worked at Gypsy Hill before founding on Little Monster in 2018. Nice. Um, so two uh, flints, I suppose, are slightly different, I guess. Um, there's a little bit of flavor text. Nothing on them themselves. Um, but two of our favorite hops combine in this New England-style IPA. A protein-heavy grist containing malted wheat, torrified wheat, and rolled oats provides a super soft, silky mouthfeel bursting with soft fruit character. It's got citra and motueka in it as the hops. As the can. Ooh. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I also like the font they use. Yes. What, for the... Um, the the brand name. The brand name, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Uh, new brewery. I thought I'd, uh, I'd try it out. Um, so, yes. We shall see in a moment. But we'll come back to you for the India. Right. No, the export India, export India porter. porter. Yeah. So you can see I've lost about a finger of head in all this time. Really thick. Mm. Oh, it's a little washed out. Yeah, there we go. A little thick. Quite like quite thick head. Um, clings to the glass, but like drops fairly reasonably, so you don't see many legs. Mm-hmm. It's got a really lovely chocolatey Oh wow, yeah, you can it's really interesting. It's got a very chocolatey porter nose with just this clear mosaic head. Okay. Which you would think didn't doesn't work together, but it really does. Hmm. That's so interesting. I gotta love a beer like that. Hmm? Gotta love a beer like that. 
Just mm. a, a weird combination of flavours which seem to go well together. Oh. Interesting. I feel like I've hit all the bits of the taste curve with them not being stitched together. Ah, uh, okay. So, it's got the, like, bitter... Um, like, just straight-up bitterness of, like, an export beer. Mm-hmm. Um... The porter is really sedate, even despite the way it looks, like the porter flavors. Yep. Um, just giving the back background, and then, like I said, it, then it, like once the taste sort of fades, you're just like it's drying bitterness. But again, it's quite mm, the drying bitterness is a bit flat, like in the sense of like I'm not getting the specific mosaic bits. I'm getting them more. Mm-hmm. On other parts of the taste curve, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's definitely mosaic, but that, like, and hopefully once my palate gets used to it, it won't be so, like, ugh. Because um, it's um, definitely one of those things where which I often talk about, which is the, um, when the beer sort of kind of t- twists your arm into drinking more quickly. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, for an export beer, that kind of makes sense. But um, I'm getting a bit of a like a bit of a cola esque aspartame something in that drying out. That's okay. a little the cola esque part's fine. The like it's just something like I don't know what it is. Just a little mm, sort of added, just, added sweetness to it. Yeah, but not real sweetness. Maybe mm. just because it's so bittering that it's like the actual sweetness is just getting pulled right back and mm-hmm. it feels fake. Um. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, it's very curious. It's good. I really like the mosaic when it hits sort of the, the first t- hit of taste happens, mosaic's a little burst, and then as things fade, you get that, like that drying out, and the mosaic's still a bit there. I'm actually surprised at how few sort of, of the chocolatey coffee, multi-portery tastes there are. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I'll um, nurse this half liter, and uh, perhaps it'll once my palate's a bit more used to it, some more will come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll reserve judgment on like, is it fun to drink as a one-off, or would I get this again until a bit later? How about you? How's your beer? Um, it it looks good. It had a nice um, smell when I cracked the can. Lots and lots of um, big fruit on there. But uh, yeah, bit, bit light in color, more straw uh, than orange. As the um, I think the camera shows it a little bit more orange than it than it actually is. A little bit more straw. Um, mm. but incredibly smooth. Wow. Wow, that's really good. There's a slight hint of carbonation on it, mm. but it's so soft. So, so soft and so smooth. Mmm. It's really easy. Really easy to drink. Has the same kind of fruit flavours that you're getting on the nose, which is, again, Mm -hmm. nice and soft. It's more stone fruits. Maybe there's a slight sweetness from, uh, from a little bit of mango, but it edges more towards the kind of apricot kind of end of things and I don't know how they've done that with um, Citra and Motueka Um, the nose gives a little bit more uh, maybe maybe bigs it up just a slight amount gives it maybe a little bit more bitterness and earthiness in the nose Mm. um, which you don't quite get on on the flavour Which I think for this beer is absolutely fine. Like it comes in super soft, comes in super smooth. The flavour delivers that as well. And then it just nicely fades away. There's a little bit of... Hmm. 
when we get those bigger, you know, when we get something like a, a, a 10% tipper um, mm-hmm. and towards the end of the beer, you have this kind of residual, slightly dank sweetness to it. Um, mm-hmm. It has a little bit of that in there. It makes it feel like it's a little bit bigger uh, uh, than it is. Um, and I think with the smoothness, with it having a bit more of a full body and a really nice, smooth, but big flavor, this is very, very well made. Um, I might get towards the end and be like, yep, this was kind of one can is uh, one can and done. You know, it's a big beer. Didn't need any more right. than that. But at the moment, that initial hit is really, really good. And I've already chugged half the, the glass. Oh, well. Wow. No kind of, that. You, you sip it and you realize that actually you want a big swig rather than like a, a, a light amount. Because you want to get all of those big flavors from it. Mm, that's really nice. Well, there we go. First beer from Two Flints, sold. Uh, it, you know, it, this is kind of, this is one of those beers that as soon as I see another Two Flints beer, I'm going to buy it just to see what it's like. They've they've absolutely sold me on what they're doing in not even half a beer so far. Uh, so, yeah. That's great. It is. It is great. Um, you know, it, it's it's definitely a New England pale. Um, it's It's... Doing all of those lovely soft stone fruit things that you would expect. Uh, they, they've hit the style really, really well, but made something that feels maybe a little bit bigger as well, um, or at least pushing those flavours a little bit more, uh, making them very bold. Um, but uh, but as I say, incredibly soft, incredibly smooth. Right. I'm going to stop talking because I'll just repeat myself, just repeat the same four things over and over and over again because it, it is those things. Uh, so I'll shut up and we can drink our beers and. Have a, little, have a little chat um, about gaming and maybe a tiny chat about what I've played. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> Which isn't a huge amount. Um, oh, you but do. I uh, I deviated from Marvel Snap slightly and mm. um, was given a code for another mobile game. Um, something that is available on Steam as well. Uh, called Delete After Reading. And it is a... How to describe it? It's like a text adventure game. And basically the... uh, It's a text adventure game with lots of puzzles in it. Mm. And the narrative is told through the text. Everything is, is, is pushed through the text. And the puzzles are also mostly derived from what you gather in the text as well. So you might mm-hmm. have, uh, um, you know, it starts off uh, um, kind of story-wise with the um, protagonist going, I'm having a really bad day. And um, you find a device which has a file on, I think it's got a file on called Delete After Reading. And you can't access this device. It doesn't work in any way. And so you're like, oh, I've got to do my homework and all this sort of stuff. And... Mm-hmm. Whilst you're scrolling through this text, that's just, which is telling you all of this, a few images come up sort of interstitially between some of the text. And one of them is of that device or of the of your backpack. And as you progress down through the story and through the text, suddenly the text will stop because it says, I need to do this. And you're like, oh, okay, well, how do I do that? And the answer will be within one of those pictures. So right. you go back and suddenly you can click on the picture and you can do something within that picture, whether it's turn the machine on, whether it's look in your bag, whether it's open a drawer, um, lots of different sort of interactions that come with these uh, images set within this text. And what that will do is, once you've done whatever it is you want to do in the image, it will unload, it will load a, a bunch more text as well. And oh, interesting. Sometimes it's clicking on things in the text to progress it through. So there's mm-hmm. a, a, an item where I said, I think I might need to tap this a few more times, and the word tap is highlighted, so you have to you have to hit the word right. tap, because it's, it's, it's mimicking that motion within the text. Mm-hmm. But that might then send you back right to the top of the chapter's worth of text, right to the first image again, 
because you've tapped and the first image was of a bedroom and suddenly there's a hatch that's appeared on a wall or something like that. So you're constantly having to scrub up and down through this text to look Mm. for the clues and look for the hints of what you're trying to do. And so far, I think I'm on chapter four. I don't know how many chapters there are, um, but I'm on chapter four. And so far, it's all been done very, very well. Uh, I've enjoyed and, and never felt like I've had to... Or it's never felt cheap, let's say. It's never been like, oh, I've just got to do, you know, this. Or I've just right. got to kind of like tap on this picture a few times and it will happen. You know, things only trigger once you get to those points. So it's constructed right. in a way which feels uh, very sequential. So and it's not like, so it is backtracking. Like you can't, you can't like sequence break because certain things have to get tripped in order for them to be like unlocked so far yeah from what i've experienced so far yes i think so um so uh uh, an example is there's a picture of a robot and -hmm. you can't do anything with the robot you can't you can't click on it nothing happens and you then have to uh, what do you do I can't remember exactly what it is that you have to do, but you have to do something for you to then be able to click on the robot. You have to either scroll down further through the text and read more, or there's then mm-hmm. a trigger which you have to click within the text, which will allow you to go back to the robot. And right. the robot has a puzzle kind of within it, um, which you need to figure out which has clues within the text. This this was actually one that I was stuck on a tiny little bit. Um okay. But uh, it's because I hadn't progressed far enough. I'm like, oh, I get, I get it. Oh, I haven't right, so unlocked you enough clues. It, but you weren't allowed. Exactly. Doing it. So I hadn't unlocked enough text to give me more of what I needed. So I had to just progress through with something else and then come back to that part. So sometimes it will allow you to go. Oh, I can see what I'm meant to be doing here, but I don't have the information. There must mm. be something else that to to progress with. Um, but you I, haven't found that like. Um annoying or limiting like that like you can't no because push. the narrative moves quite swiftly you're never sort of sat there feeling stuck so it, it's kind of i've never sort of sat there going like tap tap tap, tap keep, keep tapping the robot because i really want to work out what's going on with this thing and i'm just kind of trying to guess and hack my mm. way through it um I've gone, right, well, there's something else here and, and everything is compelling enough for me to go i'll just go and find out what that is and right. progress through the story a little bit more. Um, it's really short. Like, you know, it doesn't take long to play one of these chapters. Um, maybe twenty minutes. I think I've probably. I don't know whether I've even spent an hour with it, and I'm on chapter four. Um, okay. So quite it, quick. It, yeah, it moves quite quickly. You know, and it is a hefty body of uh, of text and story mm-hmm. to to run through. Um, but it again, it's. Uh, uh, in between each of the chapters, there's sort of little uh, um, narrative scenes um, to introduce characters and, and, and those kinds of things as well, which work very well as sort of little interstitial kind of breaks from having so much text and having to read so much through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a good balance of getting you through this narrative and, and, and pulling you through to uncover what's going on and be able to progress with those puzzles. Um, it's kind of oh, what's the word I'm looking for I don't know what the word I'm looking for is it's gone from my mind but it's the opposite of pastiche right it, mm. it, it kind of is almost trying to be this sort of um, detective kind of story but without being you know noir and without giving me the tropes that come with this kind of game, it's quite fresh in the way that it sort of pre- presents its story and its characters and the art style um, that you don't feel like, oh, okay, the, I'm, I'm hitting the same beats as I would hit in every other game. Even though some of these things absolutely have been pulled from you know other games and, and stuff, you don't feel like you're just having to do the same stuff over and over again that you've done in, in previous games. So... I think it's just very, very well made. Um, and I'm, you know, excited just. to kind of have more time with it. Um, it 
starts out, does it give you a, a, a message at the start to say, grab a notebook? I think it does. Um, but because I did. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, to make notes as I was going through, and I'm like, and, I, and I've used it almost with every single puzzle. I've I've had to start making notes, or I've just been reading through, jotting down what I think is sort of like the important information that I might need. And there's no, there's actually no need to do that because mm. the puzzles are not simplistic, but once you know, you will be able to scrub through the text quite quickly to pick up where you need to be. So. Uh, Again, for one of the puzzles, and people will probably have forgotten this, hopefully, if they do go and play it, so I'm not spoiling mm. anything. Um, one of the puzzles wants you to find some numbers. Um, one of the clues is the penguins, right? And so in part of the text, I'm like, right, fine, where are the penguins? Then you, you scrub back through to find them. Cool. Here's how many penguins there are. Write that down on my little pad. So when I go to it and put the numbers, I know that that's that many. It's not that complicated in having to find out 15 different numbers to have to right. input for me to have to note them down. No, there was four to find, so actually I could have just remembered them, um, and I, I probably I think I did without actually referring back to the notepad. Um, Kim um, looked over my shoulder whilst I was playing it as well. She's like, "Oh, what's this? It looks very intriguing." So I put my headphones out so she could hear it as well, and she actually helped me out on that numbers one because I thought mm. I was doing the right. Uh, putting in inputting the right numbers until she uh, noticed sort of a mistake that I'd made a very simple mistake mm. that I'd made as well uh, uh, because she with a fresh pair of eyes came into it and went oh it's it's this mm. instead of this and I'm like of course it is absolutely uh, right. and, and we were able to sort of progress so uh, it's definitely one of those games where I think Kim could very easily pick up on it and she sat with me for a little bit longer and we sort of scrolled through the the text and the story and stuff and she checked out at the end of the um the end of the chapter um which i think we actually i put it down at the end of that chapter to be fair um so it, it, it it's got a lovely sort of draw to it from the from the play from the art from the music like everything is just rolled into this really good package um so yeah sounds grand just a, it's just a fun puzzle and it, narrative yeah. experience has a do you know how long the demo was did you say uh the, i don't know how long the demo is um i'm currently i assume it's a chapter probably potentially yeah just the first or the first two chapters um i am on what i say chapter i'm just about to start chapter four um right I probably uh, so i open it up and see if it um gives me anything uh, I don't know, where is it? There is. I'm sure my volume is down. It's not. There we go. Uh, let's see. I think it's made by a Spanish studio as well. At least the the words look Spanish. Um, got that. Patrons and Escondites. I've absolutely butchered that. I've got no idea if that's what that says. You definitely have. Um, <laughs> Patrones? Patrones and, Patrones and Escondites. And Escondites. Escondites, okay. Yeah. Rather than uh, Escondites. Yes. yes, they are Spanish, yes. Yes. Devuego.es. Interesting. So. Ooh. Oh. So they also. Um, did Unmemory 2020? Well, I don't know if I know that one. Uh, you woke up covered in blood. What happened? Who killed your girlfriend? It seems you can't remember a thing. Hopefully you can piece together clues and find the person who's responsible. I do not know um, that one. It's a text-based interactive game. So same style mm-hmm. of game, but a lot like a lot more memento-y versus it sounds like they've figured out that they can don't need to lean into the tropes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On this one, yeah, they've got so this is their fourth game. It looks like from their their website. Um, so they've got some experience, definitely, in uh, in putting all of that together. Um, I don't think there's more than five chapters uh, within this, or at least the um, space for the amount of chapters on the front page would suggest that there is five um 
So uh, I'm, I'm more than halfway through. Um, I probably yep, spent. As there's I say, five chapters according to this Steam Community walkthrough page. Cool. There, no, there we go. Closing off. Um, I think I've spent, as I say, about an hour with it. Maybe a little bit more. So it might be about a two, maybe two and a half hour game. Um, so I would imagine it won't outstay its welcome when uh, you know when I get to towards the end. Um, and as I, as I say, it moves quite quickly as well. So even within the chapters. Uh, you feel like you're, the, the, you know, the, the pace is right for it, um, and you're never sort of sat there going, "Oh, what am I meant to do next?" Everything right. feels quite um, natural in its progression mm. and in how you're trying to uh, uh, to solve those puzzles. So yeah, uh, big thumbs up. That's the new rating right. system. Big thumbs up. Um, Versus just a thumbs up. Yes. Medium thumbs up? Medium, is that a thing? I suppose a, a, a big in the sky right by my head. Almost a thumb as big as my head thumbs up. That's a big thumbs up. That's Amazing. A, a medium thumbs up. And then the one back there is kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's kind of one of those games that both you and Lucy would enjoy. Uh, Sounds like it, yeah. I'm super, super curious. Yeah, especially with it being such a short um, experience. And as I say, I think it's on Steam as well. So uh, well, well, it must it be because you just looked at the Steam community. Yeah, yes. like it is. Yeah. Um, it is uh, $4.29 on Steam. Okay. Yeah. How, how much was it on? Oh, uh, I no, I got, I got the code. car. I got a code, so I don't know how much it was let me, on the Let Play me do store. a quick uh, Google Play Store perusal. That's a good idea. Let's see if there's that Google tax or Steam tax, I suppose. Is it out yet? Oh, uh, it has an install with in-app purchases. Um, so maybe because it, you get a demo, maybe you get to play the first chapter yeah. and then it will pop up and go, it's this much money. That's annoying because now I can't say how much it is. Well... Yeah. Um, are there reviews? There are none because it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Oh, it came out on the 14th. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a, a really smart, really good game. So uh, get on it. Sounds great. Cool. Um, that's pretty much all I've played. Uh, because time is rubbish um oh i think my child is waking up oh no which seems well timed that she's done it at the end of me talking about a game but that's fair she's not shouting or anything so cool i guess she's just wiggling around a little bit fair um i did Turned the PlayStation on earlier. Holy crap. Um, For Netflix? No. Uh, My PlayStation app on my phone popped up saying, you haven't haven't claimed your... Or or there's only like a week left to claim the PlayStation Plus games for this month. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I I haven't done that. I'll go on and and claim them. And uh, I don't remember exactly what they are. Oh, I do. Battlefield 19... No, not 19. Battlefield... The new one. The new Battlefield game. 2040 or something. Um, Minecraft Dungeons and Code Vein. Oh, Code um, Vein. I was mildly interested in that yeah, at one point. Yeah. Um, so I, I assigned them and said, yes, cool. Put them into my library, please. That would be nice. Um, and then I realized that PlayStation is still doing this um, rewards program that they started last year, perhaps. Or it's like a, a, an evolution of the rewards program that they had had in the US from a couple of years ago. Um, maybe slightly altered. I think that one was kind of spend some money and get some points back sort of thing. Which this one still does. Uh, you spend some money and you, you get points. And points right. means potential discounts. Um, you know, 5,000 points or something is like a £20 voucher on the store. Right. Or you could buy a £15 game for... You know, three and a half thousand points kind of thing. So points do mean prizes within this, as they do with sort of Microsoft rewards. But they have a bunch of challenges on the app. 
And they're obviously the same almost as Microsoft Rewards do. You know, play game X and get some points. Um, log in for the... It's not log in for the day as, as Xbox is. But this one um, on PlayStation basically has had me open up five games today and play none of them to be able to just bag a few points um, just open towards them. it. Just open them and it pops up on the app. Do you think they're getting paid by achieved... BT for bandwidth? <laughs> well, one of them I did have to download... But it only took like two minutes. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons must be quite a small uh, uh, game because one of the quests was play one of the the PlayStation Plus games. Um, right. Another one was and by play they mean turn on. They, they mean turn on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, exactly the same as the Microsoft reward system. You know, you never actually have to play they... anything. You just had to open the game, and it would go, "Oh, you have opened the game. Perfect. Here is the points." Um, they, I, I'd have to have a look at how the points translate across from this and the sort of Microsoft rewards, you know, the amount that you need for the monetary amount that you get. Um, mm. Because not all of the achievements or the challenges that you get on the PlayStation 1 actually give you these points. Some of them give you collectible little trophy things. Of course they um, So only some of them uh, uh, actually give you kind of, I suppose, coins rather than points. Um, and I think I'm up to like 700 coins or something now, which isn't anywhere near being able to purchase anything. You know, like 3,000 3, is probably like the minimum that I would need to buy a, a game. Um, but yeah, it, it had me turn the PlayStation on for a little bit. And go, I mean, I think that's cool. that's how they get you, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. So one of them was um, play The Last of Us, or The Last of Us uh, remastered on PS5, or the no remastered on PS4, or remake on PS5 to get the points. And I oh good lord, I, that's confusing. Yeah, 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 absolutely confusing. Uh, I had downloaded The Last of Us several weeks ago. I think after I'd watched maybe like the second or third episode of the TV show. I'm like, I mm. feel like I could go back and play this game again. Not that right. I have, because who has the time to, to do that? Um, at least the first game is only a like 15-hour game, rather than the second game, which is like 4,000 hours to slog through that narrative. Um, but I started it up, and I got to... Um, and this is only on the PlayStation 4 version, right? It's not the remake. It's not the, 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 the newly built version of the first game. It's just the remastered version. And it popped up and said, your telly has um, whatever it's called, HDR. Would you like to turn that on? I'm like, yes, I would. And what a difference that actually makes just on that game. Like I've, I've turned it on on a couple of other games. You can't see a massive difference. But on that mm. one, even on just the title screen, like, wow, there's a huge difference on this. Yeah. The big problem with HDR is there's multiple different HDR standards, and some of them you don't like because HDR basically needs a shit ton of brightness. Yep. Uh, and so if you're if you're on one of the standards, then your television might not be bright enough when it goes into HDR. Mm -hmm. And then of course there's you need the software to not only need hdr software but like just kind of like 3d but less picky you need it to be mastered well for hdr yeah yeah and so you're like it's like oh and then but what happens you're like holy shit why not all tv like this <laughs> absolutely um i did wonder whether it's probably very easy for them to get that right on the title screen Oh, yeah. Title screen's a great place. <laughs> I haven't played the game. I, I turned the game off and started up uh, Minecraft uh, Dungeons um, to get mm. those points uh, um, instead. But the, the you know that, that shift in the, uh, um, the way that it looked with the HDR on and just the intro music, and I'm like, oh, I really want to play this again. Um, and I'm very slowly plugging away at the missions in Crisis Core to get some of the better equipment to kind of then go and see. I've only got one chapter of the game left, um, so um, which I haven't played again for like a week or two. Um, but I'm plugging away at their mission structure. Where they've got all these replayable missions that you can do. Um, right. 
which you know levels Zack up a little bit and gets you different gear and, and better items and uh, levels up the materia and all this sort of stuff for the fusions that you can do. Mm. With um, and right, cool. There's like three items, three bits of equipment that I really want, um, which allow me to limit break, uh, not limit break, allow me, yeah, limit break my health, um, mm. damage, so you can go past nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So I can yeah. be hitting for more than that if I have this um, right. item equipped. And that's kind of what I want for the rest of the game. So I can just be like, cool, I've got one chapter left. Ping, one hit kill, ping. one. You know, I imagine mm. that the enemies will scale up quite a lot with it because combat has been relatively easy in Crisis Core. Mm. Um, but I'm just plugging away at that. And I think, do I just, do I just sack it off and not finish Crisis Core? just go and play something else <laughs> whether it is the last of us remastered whether it's a couple of games of battlefield future war or whatever it's called um just to see what that the state of that game is right now uh i also downloaded because there was this big update for the playstation plus catalog so the 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 tier that you get when you're an extra person um, right. you get access to that big catalogue of games that they've now got on the go like Game Pass um, but Cheer mm. which is a new open world game um, which came out this week is day and date on PS Plus you know as like Stray was um, so I've downloaded that and um, Life is Strange True Colours so the newest one that came out last year uh, has just come out on that along with the other two no three Life is Strange games so the first game that the, the um, not spin off the extra bit before the storm, um, yeah, that, yeah, and and the second game. I'm like, oh, do I um, do I download Life is Strange two? Mm, there's not really a connection between two and three, and two is probably more the same as one, and actually three sounded from all of the view reviews like it was a bit of a step. So I've kind of skipped two, and I've gone straight to just downloading the third Life is Strange game. Um, mm. Interesting. I mean, called Life is Strange Three, but yeah, on the Crisis Core thing, mm. um, as a person you know who notoriously doesn't finish games, <laughs> uh, I say if you're asking the question and you have access to other games mm. that you aren't paying for between Game Pass and PlayStation, what what call it? Um, there's no reason to stay with a game, and if you actually miss it, you can go back. It doesn't yeah. get the like. It doesn't get removed from your memory yeah, absolutely yeah but like if you're at like i think the best thing i had w w to keep me gaming versus like not gaming was get letting go of my completionist tendencies um and how i did that was be like oh i'm feeling the drag of this game mm. why don't i just do something else uh and if the drag continues great Mm -hmm. I'll never touch it again, and I'll be okay with that, right? Sure. Like, but like, if you're saying, ah, oh, there's a mechanically I'm doing these things, but the rest of the game isn't like holding me, and you know, I have access to all these things. At the end of the day, this is like for your entertainment and interest, absolutely. And if it's not, like, use the should I as a like a flag of oh, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, completely. I think the issue with Crisis Core is that I have gone into the cycle of just doing these missions rather than progressing through with the story. So it is just combat encounter after combat encounter after combat encounter getting progressively harder, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But the combat is meh, meh within Crisis Core. It's fine. Um, it's nothing special, you know, uh, which you wouldn't expect from a game which released nearly 20 years ago. Um, yeah. So it's just a slightly different, not even that different version of that. A little bit faster, I think, for more modern sensibilities than it was on the PSP. Um, mm. But not a huge amount different. So I think that's it's almost like a rut that I've got in with it rather than having just continued with the story. If I'd have just done the story... I'm not worried about any of these items. I'd have finished it by now. Yeah, but that's also okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'll give something else a go. Um, mm. The only time I'm getting to play the PlayStation is uh, like first thing in the morning. 
So when I come downstairs with the kids at like half five or six o'clock, right, and I've given myself twenty minutes to be a human and have a coffee and sort the kids out. Um, usually, Indy just crawling all over me because she's seen that the PlayStation control pad has gone on. She's like, "What is this? This is the thing that right. I now want the most in my life." Um, mm-hmm. And Evelyn just sat watching know, some kids okay. trash Netflix program uh like my little pony or lego friends thing something like that anyway um that's the time i'm getting to to play some playstation which has kind of felt okay for these crisis core missions you know turn it on i've got people around me that i need to be paying attention to so actually to do these little kind of five minute missions is quite good in that i have other stuff on my mind um Rather than going, I want an hour to sit down and finish this game. I'm not going to get that. No, I'm, I, everything I'm doing at the moment in, in all of the gaming space is these little five-minute snapshots. Marvel Snap. Yep. Five minutes. One game done. Cool. Put it down. Um, yep. Delete after reading. I played that in an evening, actually. So that's why I mm. had that hour to be able to to, to put into it. Right. Um, so, yeah, gaming habits have, have changed completely. Um and uh, there's there's codes that have come in for games that I've wanted to play. And I'm like, I just will not get to this. I absolutely know that there's no chance that I will have to, to put into playing Dredge or whatever Anything. it is that's, that's come yeah. out recently that I'm interested in. Um, there's games like, um, what's it called? Darkest Dungeon 2 that is releasing like this week or next week. Um, I'm pretty sure the, the 1.0 version is, is this month. Uh, but I really want to get to again. But I was gonna say this is non early access release. This, like the this actual, is the actual, actual yes, release. the actual release. Um, and I think my biggest gripe with that game, from what I've played from it, mm. is how long it takes to play. So because it's this roguelike, like a run, yeah, uh, on a run, like a run can take yeah. ages, and each and a run is made up of like four stages. Right, so each stage, if each stage is taking half an hour to kind of get through. That's a two. That's two hours per run. And okay, the game saves. I can go and have one combat encounter, move on to the next node on the map, and save it and come out. But again, it's that it, it doesn't right. feel Less like I'm progressing. Right? It's no, there's no satisfaction almost through that because one of the joys of Darkest Dungeon is the whole stress system and seeing the characters kind of fall into madness from from stressing out and dark dungeon 2 has introduced this relationship system as well Hmm. so the characters actually build either a rapport or a hatred towards each other based upon some of the actions and some of the decisions that are kind of made so seeing that through over a 30 minute period great having five minutes and going what the fuck was happening the last time i was in this game i've got no idea not yeah what so what is this group's like limitation i don't remember oh now i know and also like yeah now i know because we're all dead it's the type of game where you have to pay the attention and like remember Mm. so like mid-run breaks are also like suboptimal because you're more likely to come back to it without the right balance in your head yes it's just one of those games you have to track correct yeah absolutely absolutely and it you know it hits all the other right notes you know the aesthetics great the sound design um, a lot of it's pulled over from the first game which i really really liked uh, um, it's just this change of structure which has not thrown me but just doesn't fit what i can play at this at this moment and i think it made sense for them to change kind of the formula and the structure that the second game did rather than just you know re-releasing the first one with a different place to do all of these kinds of things, you know, build the base um, that you had, or the, the the town that you had in that, and upgrade all of the different shops and people coming in and all of that kind of stuff to progress the characters. This one's a little different in that you are uncovering backstory on different nodes. You um, you can unlock uh, um, upgrades for characters as you progress through. So because you're doing it in, in very small chunks. That progression's really, really slow, and it doesn't feel. It, it's not even that it's slow. It just doesn't feel right. that any progression is being made. Uh, uh, the game needs uh, 
X amount of collectible one to you know upgrade a character's oh, stats. And you might and get... so that means it actually needs Y amount of time in order for you to feel like you're doing a thing. Exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the same quick hits, and I think that's to its detriment. Um, you know, uh, it might be that to upgrade a character, I need 12 things, but I'm only getting three on a run. So actually, I need right. to do the full... Or, or three on a stage of a run. So I need to do the full mm. four stages to get the 12 I need to upgrade a character. But if I mm-hmm. can't upgrade my character and things are getting progressively harder, then I'm going to die before I've got through the third part of that run. So I'm only getting right. six of the things. So actually, I've just got to start again to get another six of the right. things. Then I can upgrade the character to maybe get to the fourth stage of the run. Uh, so I, mm. I think the balance on it, at least in the early access version, which I haven't played for since January, probably. Wow, right? Um, yeah, a couple of months, definitely. Uh, um, was a little bit unbalanced, um, and I'd like to I'd like to see that change. So I do want to get back to it, but I need like an afternoon. You know, I need some right. time to go. Cool, I've got an hour. Let's let's put it into Darkest Dungeon two, and see whether any of those things feel that little bit better. Oh, great, it does. I can just spend fifteen minutes with it and st- and feel like I've made a little bit of progression, and I can kind of come mm. back to it. And you know, my situation: two children, a very full-on full-time job um, isn't everyone's situation. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's not that people are making games necessarily for me anymore. Um, unlike when I had no children and all of the time in the world, when I had no money to buy games, uh, but I could play one game forever. So this it's weird. Shift. Yeah, it's uh, six or one half dozen the other, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, as a person who has had less time to play games that this since what september mm-hmm. right when i was getting back into playing games yeah, last year yeah. and it's just like between work and a new relationship and making new friends and whatever it's just like no <laughs> games are just not on the menu <laughs> right um and uh, the few times i've played i've really enjoyed it's like no i'm definitely not some this has happened in the past where it's been like um I'm just not in the mood. Mm-hmm. And it's happened in the past where it's like guilt for other stuff. Like PhD guilt was a thing I talked at length about. Yep. It's not that. I just can't find the time to sit in front of this computer mm-hmm. outside of this podcast and like do the thing. Like I I don't have the luxury of like my Tuesday afternoon stream mm. like I used to, right? Where it's just like, well, I'm a freelance, so I'll just from 12 to 2 on Tuesdays, stream and play a game for two hours and get, like, my minimum, like, gameplay hobby. Uh, instead, it's like, boy, would that be neat. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be at work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was, uh, you know, it was the same for me a, a, a year ago. That I could go, cool, I'll just have a, a lunch break and I'll play something for an hour or an hour and a half. Um, whereas now, just got to work through lunch. Sorry, too much to do. Um, so it's it is that that shift in lifestyle, I suppose, which has me probably my most played game this year is Marvel Snap. Um, I mean that makes sense because it's like the right length of time. Yep, absolutely. And, and even if I'm so again, a, a slight shift in kind of. The way that things happen. Um, we've got to a point with Evelyn where I take her into a bedroom to go to bed, say goodnight, read her a story, and then I leave the room. Whereas before, she wanted me to stay. She wanted me to talk to her, hold her hand until she fell asleep. She's got to a point where she's mm-hmm. you know, happy and confident enough to just take herself off to sleep. That's great. So I've walked out of her bedroom and I've stood at her bedroom door and gone, fuck am I meant to do now? I've got like 20 minutes of time that I usually wouldn't have. And uh, and I find, well, actually this evening I came and sat in the, the chair, I came and sat here and did a work email instead. Um, 
rather than spending the the 20 minutes that I'd be stood next to her bed playing Marvel Snap. Um, So again, I've got more time. Brilliant. What should I do? I'll just do some more work. Fuck it. Uh, Rather than playing some games. So when we finish, I might um, jump on just to do some of the daily uh, uh, quests in, in Snap and stuff. Rather than really get into something because... Again, guess, oh. guess this time of night. I'm knackered, mate. I want to go to bed. I may have forgotten about playing a game. <gasps> oh, sort of. Okay. Um. So, um, one of my friends at work, uh, Joe. He's also my office mate. Uh, had a bad landlord, and they want. They basically were like, you don't get to stay after the end of the academic year. Mm-hmm. but also tried to get we're like are you coming back in september it's like you are kicking him out what do you think anyway so my because i had to for those of you who weren't listening around september i had a real hard problem finding a place and so i'm renting a place here in durham which has too many rooms mm-hmm. so the one of the reasons why i have all these boxes in this room is because i had to remove all the bo- boxes from what i called the box room to make space for joe so joe's moved in um but he also had a friend come to town last weekend nice his friend ostensibly helped him move and so him nick his friend and emily were over and um we they had never vr'd oh okay so we played keep talking nobody explodes nice which for those you don't know technically you can play with a laptop but (laughs) i'm uh for those of you on the podcast ben has made a quizzical look at a printer yes my printer i think he started poking at it my printer has decided to clean itself randomly. Of course, yeah. Printer it's noises outside of work hours. Let me let me mute myself whilst <laughs> this happens, and you continue, please. Um. Yes. Yeah, so they had never VR'd, and so keep talking, but nobody explodes is a game where there's basically it's really great for something like an oculus quest which i have Mm -hmm. because you don't have the screen like people can't see what you're doing right um and so normally it's like all right so watch the person flail take turns play beat saber or super hot or something and just deal with that but what sometimes happens is someone's really into it and they're just kind of like making whoops and noise hollers and they're like in the using most of the living room space because that's how vr works and everyone else is trying to talk, talk around him. Keep talking to what he explodes is there's a person who was at a bomb site, mm. right? They're in a place where a bomb is and they have to defuse the bomb and the bombs get increasingly difficult, but they're basically like a briefcase bomb like you have in the movies and they have a various number of panels with um, with, and uh, other stuff on it. Um, and then everyone else is back home at base, but of course in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is you're like on comms, but really you're, and you have a, an actual, I really like playing it with the physical printouts, an actual manual, diffusing manual. And what's great about it is there's like, it's basically just async, like, like a game of telephone because it's just like, okay, how many panels are there? All right. First one. Was it like, okay, this, what does that one look like? It's got four symbols. Okay. So you flip through the manual, manual to try and find the page that describes what to do in these cases and then they're like okay so what do these four symbols look like and then they tell you like okay so now you have to push these in these this order or there's like a bunch of wires if it turns out there's multiple things that have a bunch of wires mm-hmm. and you have to ask are there letters or numbers and then some of the things it's like if the serial number has a vowel in it do this and you're like ah fuck look for a serial number or like they're like how many batteries are there so it's not just is there a battery it's like hunt and peck and so they have to like vr pick it up and rotate it and like hijinks ensues and meanwhile there's this tense music coming in their ear etc and then it blows up in their face if you fail <laughs> right and it's uh and uh joe insisted on making us like getting us to the win but like it's um it ramps up difficulty reasonably well, but I had played it with other friends recently, mm-hmm. and so we just started mid like ramp. But honestly, I have to say that like all three of them, before we even played game, we're just like in the place where you're in the room and you like pick up the manual and you say, "Okay, start a thing." We're just like, "Whoa, what? Oh, oh this is so weird!" And just like the room with its desk. 
I was like, right, first time on VR. I remember this. <laughs> and it was really adorable. And then watching them watch each other, I was like, yep, it's still that thing. And then I explained that, like, so much of the VR, interesting VR stuff is experiences mm. of, like, making use of this, wow, this is really disorienting but kind of cool. Versus, like, um, an actual game. <laughs> but... Keep talking nobody explodes is great because you can take turns or someone can just ride it through because it's like, okay, you've got the groove of like, we can say, oh, it's a block. You can, we can develop a shorthand um, and that can kind of transfer across people. Mm. So like we finally beat a level like ah, after a bunch, but like it was, um, and like, because there's three of us and three manuals, there's like some crosstalk where like, oh, someone has to just like fade away so that like we can get there because there's a time limit. And there's some things that people are just, like, really bad at <laughs> describing in a way that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. I, I think it's one of my favorite PC party games. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's, like, a huge outlay. You can actually play it on a laptop, and the idea is they just, like, face the other way. Right, uh, like, almost two laptops kind of um, across the desk from each other, kind of looking looking towards each other sort of thing. So I actually think that you... you the the diffusers just print find a printer right. use the printout flip back and forth there's something about the tactileness that really makes the game experience mm. but you could be the bomb diffuser not actually in another room but just like laptop facing them yep this is what i see um but there's that added thing with the picking up and the rotating and the like watching them like be in the space while you're not in the space mm -hmm. that i think makes the vr version just better because mm. it feels like this collaborative but this joint thing like you're observing your friend somewhere else sure yeah uh but yeah it's real fun um and yeah i would definitely recommend uh people try it out if they have a, the access to a vr thing but in general i think let me just check on steam i know it's a steam game um what's the um What's the new VR? Not the PlayStation one, but is there a is there an updated Quest or a? Yes, but but all the reviews say it's not worth it. Right. Okay. Uh, it's like good graphics, but like software, it just doesn't. The total thing is like no. Right. It's okay. so expensive, basically. Basically, Meta's not trying not to eat the hardware costs mm -hmm. the way that PSVR and Quest Two were. Yeah. So keep talking. Nobody explodes is a. Um, currently on 10%, no, uh, why? 1099. Okay. And it runs in standard and VR modes. It's not a different version. I really oh, like that nice. about this game, right? Mm. So, like, if I have my tablet with me, we, I could, like, impromptu play this game with people. Yeah. I just have to email them the PDF, right? Mm. It's just, it. like I said, it's just not quite ideal without it's just a different way isn't it it's just a different kind of experience i suppose it turns it more into a as, as though almost the people in the trailer on steam are experiencing it as a, as a man sat with his laptop looking at stuff and then the team are in front of him looking oh looking uh, at the printouts so to loud. try and shout stuff yeah i'm yeah so the og version was this right yeah. um yeah uh, and it was so smart of them to just put, just like clearly like sent a bunch of programming cycles to a VR person. Mm. It's not complicated, but yeah, actually, if you look for those of you um, interested, the Steam page. If you look at the trailer or like the first, even the first screenshot, you can see that like that screenshot has six panels. Mm -hmm. In the top right corner of each panel is a light, and it turns green when you've solved it. Right. So you know exactly where you're getting to, but you also have to check the back. Um, but that's sort of the difficulty. Um, but yeah, and like, there's a wire puzzle, there's the general timer, there's like, oh, it's a button. What does it say? If it says this and it's this color, like it's a lot of decision tree type stuff, mm -hmm. but like some of it's based on memory. Sometimes Some of it, like the bottom right on that first screenshot is actually a maze where... If you see it, it's like a grid, and you see two green dots, and then a red dot and a white dot. 
and the green dots are a key to figure out what the maze, which of the nine possible maze outlays there are. Mm -hmm. And you are trying, and the people with the manuals are trying to navigate the white dot to the red dot. Right. But it's a maze with walls, and if you run into a wall, you lose. Mm -hmm. The person can't see the walls. They can only see the white dot, the red dot. And the two green dots are how they can tell if they communicate that right, you will find the right map to have to back and forth navigate yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. And it's a really fun one because it's like, at one point, uh, Joe was just like struggling with like how to communicate it. And then uh, it was like XY coordinates. And where I want to say like, okay, go down all the way to the bottom then take a right three spaces, go up. It was like seven, four, all the way down to 11, four or whatever. Yep. Right. It was just like, oh, that's how like the rest of the room was communicating. I'm like, oh, I, I super have lost the track of this three moves in. <laughs> like I, I can use that to tell, for, to help figure out which map we're on and where the start end point is. But as soon as we start moving, I think of it kind of from the point of view of the white dot. Mm -hmm. And and so I just lost the tether. It was really interesting to see. And so I just like faded away. And then the rest of the room communicated fine. It was like, all oh, right. Part of this game is knowing when to show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Nice. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that was my um, yeah, nice. gaming that I forgot about. It's nice to have those. Because I just assumed I had yeah. none. <laughs> it's nice to have those little experiences with yeah uh, with everybody especially with something that is an experience rather than just kind of you know we were previously talking about we you know you sit down and play something like the quarry with emily or or those mm -hmm. kinds of games which is like yeah it's cool it's a game and we get to play together whereas something like this is very different um to experience it all together so very very cool um it seems like a good place for us to wrap up this yeah week. probably um, how was the beer uh, it got better. Um, so mm. what I will say, which is what I was holding back on, was the. It's still quite. Um, the mosaic still has those like weird moments that are kind of blippy, mm. but um, the porteriness is coming through now that the export sort of uh, the India export whatever they call the export India, like intensity of bitterness has kind of got my pal got used to. Mm -hmm. It's letting those um, portery notes come through. It's still a very unique beer. I'm not sure how I would. It's weird. I think actually might be having a weird mental breakthrough. It might be what I secretly always hope a black IPA is. Okay, right. That makes sense. And hilariously, I wasn't expecting that here, so I was confused. <laughs> just super hop forward. Uh, or at least, yeah. maybe not hop forward, but just... Like extra, living the IPA part yeah, more strongly. Yeah. And what I will say is it's 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 a little intense on that like bland sort of bitter for bitterness mm -hmm. sake part. Um, but once my pal got used to it, everything else like worked. Brilliant. Good. Is it kind of a, uh, you know, have you had it in the fridge? I had, yeah, I took it out maybe... That might have been. I took it out maybe 10, 15 minutes before mm -hmm. we podcasted. Cool. So it might have been just a little too cold as well at the beginning. Mm. It's it, it, it's an interesting one because with the um, the temperature having gone up in the last couple of days, and that, that, that change, mm. it, it's starting to be like, oh, actually, we need to start to put the um, stouts and porters back in the fridge again just to drop right. them down and then take them out an hour before you kind of want to mm -hmm. drink them. Whereas yeah. previously, like I got this one, which has uh, been sat out, um, a Tartarus uh, beer. Uh, what's that one? Nine point five percent stout, um, which I've had sat out for weeks now. Um, right. But I'm thinking to myself, "Ooh, when I get to drink it, maybe I'll have to go and put it in the fridge for the day, because it's now like thirteen, fourteen degrees. Um, you know, and it's more like actually nineteen degrees in the house." Uh, so if I'm going to drink it, refrigerate it for a bit. Um, but again, uh, uh, you know, like your beer, maybe don't leave it in for, you know, five, 10 minutes before I'm about to drink it, take it out about an hour or so before. So it just lifts up to maybe about eight, 10 degrees, something like that, potentially. Um, nice. So Great. the cosmic dance from two flints. 
Um, it remained really good throughout the entire beer. It, it, it didn't kind of start to get chewy or cloying or, or anything like that with a with a fuller body um, that it had mm-hmm. to it. The flavors remained bold. They didn't start to disappear. Um, that, that, that kind of slight, maybe the slight sweetness um, right at the start uh, uh, faded out a little bit or faded out quicker than anything else at least on my on my palate um, but those lovely stone fruit flavors stuck around quite nicely mm. um, slightly more apricot in that flavor than say like peach uh, um, so it's it's really nice it's a really lovely bit of super smooth super soft a really really good example of a Nipah um, and, a, and a, a great first showing at least for me from two flints so as I think, yeah, sounds great. I'm definitely like just based on the initial description you had. Mm. I, I'm I'm gonna be by on citing them. Yes, yeah. So I'll definitely be. Uh, I'm sure there was maybe one or two others in the bottle shop when I went in. Mm. Um, so I'll be having a look at picking those up almost sort of straight away. The only other beer that's kind of come close to this um, recently is the um, Wiper and True Don Zoko birthday beer. Which I had earlier right. today, the the lager, nice. um, just so so well made, like incredibly good. I think out of all of the Wiper True birthday beers I've had, that is the best. Um, so if anyone's thinking about picking those beers up, or maybe they haven't and they think, oh, maybe I get one, then that then the lager is the one to get, definitely. Um, right. It's interesting to see the difference between kind of. Some beers which coming up, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see where they've experimented a little bit, and it tastes nice, and it's and it's fine. Versus just a, a you know pretty solid flavor, nothing incredibly special, but when it's so well put together as a package, mm. the beer becomes just that much better than something which is right. oh, this flavor is amazing, but it's a bit weak and a bit kind of watery and just a bit, a bit, yeah, a bit, yeah. just a solid, solid beer. Um, from from two flints. So yeah, there we go. Great, perfect. So they're the beers, and they're the games that we have played. Not just I, that we've played. Uh, yeah, I played Hooray. game. Forgot about playing game. Um, if you want to talk to us about the games that you've been playing or the beers that you have been drinking, you can do so at Tanked Up Cast on the socials. I'm at Nova underscore forty seven, and Adel is at the Omniarch. Uh, if you have any recommendations for other party VR games or other short mobile experiences, then let us know. Uh, we're always open for new games to play and new beers as well. If there's anything that you've drank uh, which you would really highly rate and recommend, then let us know. We'll try and find them. Go to outoflies.net because lots of stuff goes up over there. Lee's putting up reviews all the time. Carl's writing articles about lots of interesting stuff. And you can see mm-hmm. our beautiful faces and the beers that we've been drinking on the video version over at outoflives.net. Or if you don't want to go there, we've got a YouTube channel, Out of Lives, where you can also see all of that. Or, if you'd be so kind as to rate and review us on your podcast service of choice, it would be very much appreciated. I think that's all of the places that we inhabit uh, and the ways to get hold of us. Adel, is there anything to finish out on for this episode, uh, uh, play games if you can. Yeah, fair. And give up if they're boring. <laughs> That's a very good sentiment to finish on. This, thank you very much for joining us. We've been tagged up. Goodbye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net